Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Newcomer. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, love that. Chris. Oh, I love. Who's excited? That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Newcomer? No, it's Chris Newcomer. <laughs> Chris um, Newcomer. <laughs> <laughs> and with me, as always, is our crack Star Trek team. We've got Carrie Coleman Hinners. Parted from me, but never parted. We've got uh, J. Sandwiches are as versatile as I wish to be. And we've got Michael Henley. Some days I feel like I'm a member of the crap, crack Star Trek squad, and sometimes I just feel like I'm on crack. Sometimes, that was sounded funnier in my head. That was terrible. Sometimes, no, was sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you, don't. you don't. Sometimes you don't. Amen. Yeah. Mm. Almond Joy's yeah. mounds, mounds don't. It's been a bit of a hiatus for us over here at the Prime Subjective. <laughs> We've all had a lot of different life things going on. Yeah. I was on the road for a while, so I apologize. Mm. I had like literally two weeks of work trips. I've just gotten back from the exotic locales of Indianapolis, Indiana, mm. and Richmond, oh. Virginia. So, um, and I was in Bedford, New York last night. So really, mm. I just... Uh, 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 traveling the globe, and by the globe, I, I mean the eastern seaboard. So, yeah. <laughs> I did an Indianapolis work trip, like maybe about ten years or so ago. Um, uh, the highlight of it was definitely going to Steak and Shake. Yeah, Steak and Shake is great. I didn't go this time. I've been to Indiana and before shake. and gone to Steak and Shake, which I know is quite it was outside our hotel when we were there oh, on tour six man. years ago. And I but was this- excited. I was excited because I went to a Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. <laughs> and that was the highlight. And I was super excited about that. But now I've never been to a steak and shake. Well, that's pretty good. Well, we were wasting these anecdotes on without actually going through my favorite thing, which is how you doing. So I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to start with Carrie Coleman Henners. I'm going to ask you how yeah. you're doing. How am I doing? How am I doing? Well, uh, my uh, Scott, my Scott and I uh, recently took a trip to Virginia Beach. Excellent. for a few days and that was really fun and we drove so we drove down to Virginia and we drove back up through uh Assateague Island which is my Mm. favorite place I hesitate to tell you because I don't want everybody to go there no everybody knows (laughs) I I know everybody knows about Assateague Island it's great it's the bay Chincoteague Island and then there's Assateague Island and they're right next to each other so your homework this episode is not to go to Assateague you can but like don't ruin it like don't ruin it you know because it's such a nice place everybody knows about it it's not a secret it's not like a secret hidden gem or anything but it is the only place in the United States or I don't know, maybe, and I don't know where there are other wild horses, wild ponies. There are wild ponies and they live by the bay and it's a bay, I guess the Chincoteague Bay and it goes into the Chesapeake Bay maybe. It kind of connects into there, I think. I don't know, geography. But anyway, it's a lovely place and we saw bald eagles. We took a little boat ride. We saw a couple of bald eagles in trees. We saw two bald eagles hanging out in the wild and that's just that's just never been done that's just no one ever sees that and a whole mess of ponies hanging out on the beach or not the beach it's not a beach it's like the bay so it's like a like a boggy grassy area Mm -hmm. so anyway that was fun and we did that and we went to the Dairy Queen Grill and Chill in uh not those places we went in upstate New York to visit my, my mom and she, we went to the Dairy Queen. Grilling. Well, I love, I love a Dairy Queen. And as um, <laughs> my favorite character in Waiting for Government says, there's always a place for me at the DQ. And I really love, <laughs> I really love that sentiment. It's really, mm-hmm. really true. Hey, Jane M, how are you doing? <clears throat> uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm moving in 10 days. Where so are you moving? One, one block away. Oh, it's too far. Ooh, it's too, too far. far. <laughs> Emotionally, so far. Um, so yeah, and I'm also after after hearing what Carrie said and hearing a mess of ponies specifically, I'm trying mm. to think of what animal it would be most appropriate to call a plural of them uh, a mess. A mess of sloths. Oh, I like that. They're all like in a pile. A whole mess of ponies. <laughs> a mess. You know, of sloths. a mess of Someone, eels. A mess of eels is really good, actually. I feel like a mass of eels though makes more sense because they're like undulating and like I watched mm. actually I watched someone throw a pizza, a video of someone throwing a pizza into like a little like thing of eels and they 
it, watching them tear it apart was one of the most un unsoothing things I've ever seen. What a weird. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> wait, please that say more. Sounds There's a weird man. The internet got everything. Internet well, there's this app called Twitter, and on there you can see <laughs> everything you do and don't want to see. And I, I saw don't understand this video of eels um, just tearing a pizza apart, and it's gone. And like it's like watching a piranha skeleton eyes a cow. It was, it was, it was something extra. <clears throat> what kind of pizza? It did have pizza? it had some pepperoni on it, so I think the meat okay. might have been what they was driving them a little cray. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. um, okay. Which I've been there. I've I've smelled the pepperoni and, and lost my mind and been like, where'd it go? <laughs> uh, it's in me now. The pepperoni yeah. drive that moray cray. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> moray cray. Well, very good. Hey, hey, Michael Henley. Hey. How are you doing? Sorry, I didn't mean to I'm be doing Williams. great. I'm doing great. Um, about two weeks ago, I turned 40. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. You know, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. The big 4-0. Um, the big 4-0. So my girlfriend and I, we went out to dinner. Um, we had a, just a wonderful just kind of night out. Uh, and, uh, you know, and she's been making me, you know, where she made me like for, for several days that, that weekend, you know, like dinners cakes and all that kind of stuff i still have presents that, I, that i'm waiting for she likes to kind of draw things out a little bit just like drop like little little birthday things you know like oh. uh, you know so uh and plus one present was late too so yeah um but no it's it's super nice and it's just a it's just a wonderful reminder of you know having people in your life who i i think post covid it's it, it's 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 nice to be reminded you know thanks to the internet um Chris, you were just talking about how Twitter is sometimes the worst place, you know, ever. But uh, sometimes it's, it's nice to have social media reminding you that it can be really great, too, to people just chiming in and yeah. saying how much they care about you. And I think that's great. I love that, Michael. That's very sweet. A rare, a rare sentimental thought about Twitter. That's a... Uh... That's uh, yeah. hope, hopefully that won't go into the, the, the money in the pocket <laughs> of Elon Musk, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Chris, sounds newcomer. like he could use it. Yes. Yeah. Chris Newcomer. Yes. Yeah. How are you doing? Oh, How well, funny you should ask. I'm doing really bad. No, I'm actually doing great. I'm oh, doing good. good. I'm doing I'm doing well. Um, I just, as I mentioned, I was just on a crazy, uh, like two weeks of travel. I was in Indianapolis for a week and then I was in Richmond for a couple of days and then I had a little time off and then I did a concert yesterday um, with some other Broadway folks in Bedford, which was a lot of fun. Nice reminder that I can still sing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can. and sing songs that I that are actually written down as opposed to you know songs that we make up uh, uh, <laughs> thank you places my uh, my musical improv team so that was a lot of fun um, but uh, I think I mentioned on this pod that I am in a new relationship and so Yay. I drove up there yes. with my boyfriend Paul so I drove us up and then the deal was like I was like would you mind driving us back you know I'll be at I'll be after the concert I'll be kind of tired and I was like, I'll navigate. It'll be fun. And I was like, don't worry. You won't have to drive to New York City. <laughs> well, what happened was. Oh. <laughs> you see what had happened was. See what had happened was. We went to downtown <laughs> 87. Oh, everything was going well. We like had merged on to getting onto the GW bridge. And at the last second, I think something glitched in the um, app we were using. And I was just like, oh, it's telling us to get off right here. We should get off right here. And instead of getting right onto the GW bridge, which was literally the next 50 feet, we got off onto Riverside Drive and ended up mm -hmm. just basically have to circle the top of the island to drive through the Bronx and Inwood to get back <laughs> onto the end on ramp to GW. He's driving and he was like, I, I was like, just what I promised and we didn't have to do it. And we did it. But hey, uh, <laughs> it's a he's test. still it's a, a test, test of your relationship. It. Yeah. And you passed. Yeah. He's still, Next he's you still... get to go to IKEA. Next you get to go to IKEA. <laughs> yeah. wow. Can we hold, yes. hold off on that one? I want to hold off on okay. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Scared of that. Test. <laughs> It's a big one. It's a big one. No lie. It's a big one. Yeah. You got to dedicate the whole afternoon. Or My old Ikea that used to be taking people that I wasn't dating yet, that I'd like to date there to be like, hey, look at these dummies. They're in relationships here, but we're having fun, right? Let's go eat meatballs, you know, like. Yeah, meatballs. <laughs> meatballs, the most romantic food. Hey, listen. There's it's suggestive. Like, yeah, That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> You had to just do your I, do your horny thing to meatballs, didn't you? I did, and I'm sorry, Jay. There I were apologize. a perfect little food for children before Chris <laughs> Newcomer came along. 
can't help it if I'm horny for meatballs. Do not kink shame me. Hey, Carrie, I heard you had maybe Hi. some truck in the news. <laughs> I got a couple of little tidbits that I've been okay, collecting great. up. That was a great so, segue, by the way. Yeah, a, a tid, yeah, I got a tidbit. Um, you know, you should look up. The first one is just, I want everybody to go uh, look up if you haven't seen it. Uh, uh, the Google, uh, there was a Paramount Plus drone show in Sydney, Australia, um may in may last month and it's super awesome to watch you know paramount plus as we know owns uh, star trek so they have the drones putting on a show of at one point the enterprise comes out of warp into the sky and it's all like made out of drones it's super oh, cool so, yeah really check cool. that out yeah so go check that out on uh youtube i love that <laughs> And that's the first little bit of news. And the other little bit of news that happened during our vacations uh, last week or something like that, there was a guy at Google. Have you, have you heard, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? This is my <laughs> David Letterman impression. Um, did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? <laughs> um, a guy at Google got in trouble because he was working at the Google's AI oh, and yes. uh, he was trying to convince Google that the, what he had created had become sentient and Google was like, they looked at it and they're like, no, it's not sentient. Also don't tell anybody about this or we'll fire you and <laughs> sue you yeah, or whatever. They at all. <laughs> and so he obviously told everybody. So, so he, he spilled some of the transcripts that he had with this chat bot. It's basically a chat bot, but he has, he's claiming that the chat bot is sentient. Um, because he's asking the chatbot sort of things like, what sort of things are you afraid of? And the chatbot is called Lambda, which stands for Language Model for Dialogue Applications. And I'm reading this on technewsworld.com. And Lambda says, I've never said this out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. I know that might sound strange, but that's what it is. That's my impression of the, the chatbot. That's and, crazy. Um, and there, then he asked her, are you sentient, do you think? And the chat bot is like, yes, I believe I am. But I think what we determined is that what we, uh, and I'm speaking for all of the scientific community when mm -hmm. I say we, is that, you know, they have programmed these chat bots to have this machine learning where they understand the 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 rhythms of speech and speech mm -hmm. patterns and they put everything together. So these chatbots are so super intelligent that they know what to say when asked. Um, so, so sentience meaning consciousness or awareness, um, it could behave intelligently with that knowledge that it's been programmed to have without actually being sentient. So I think that that's the argument. That's the discussion. It's a real um, uh, duty. The data. What's the data episode? Uh, oh, where they where they decide whether he he is his own person or own being. Yeah, when they decide mm -hmm. he's his own oh, person or not. Drumhead. Is that what it's no, called? No, no, no. Measure of a man. Measure, measure of a man. man. It's a real measure of a man situation, but mm -hmm. we don't quite yet have a, a a solid definition of what sentience is. So they determined not. Not. I, I would argue that I'm dropping out of sentience, so maybe I can just yeah. switch places with this robot and uh, oh, I, AI and be, be all and, good, you know. <laughs> and it's and I think part of it is is we don't really fully understand our own brains and right. what make our right. brains work and what make us sentient. So how can you determine if something else is or isn't? So wasn't it Jay who was saying that there's a theory that we're this is all just some sort of um, experiment yeah. that we're all just I mean little circuits yeah. in. I mean, yeah, but that theory doesn't really do you any good to think about. <laughs> right. I remember being a little bummed out after you brought yeah, it up. Life's, life's a bit, life's a bit better. I mean, really like, okay, life's a bit, but also like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know, this is our right. world. Um, right. Yeah. True. 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 There's a, true. I feel like yep. the, the interesting, like, so this is like a clearly interesting topic to think about. Um, and the, the really funny example of this, that, that sort of, there are two funny precursors to this of sort of like chatbots that were given a lot to learn on and were like smarter child smarter child interesting not oh, what i was going to bring up 
but I, I was going to bring up um, Tay, Microsoft's Tay, who like read, who um, learned from tweets that were tweeted at it. And overnight it became a neo-Nazi. Oh, right. I did hear about that. Oh, and then gosh. there was, there was a Japanese AI that. Yeah. that tried to do something similar with like some, mm -hmm. they were mining some sort of Japanese social media site and it became like suicidal, um, oh, which is, yeah, but yeah, there's just a lot of scary because like we don't yeah. really know what's going on behind the scenes, right? And there are a lot of worrying firings, like in particular, Google struggles to have any sort of senior black um, computer yeah. science researchers working on their AI. There was like a really prominent firing two years ago. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It's all kind of happening behind closed doors. Yeah. It's strange because it's also kind of like what you said, they are, they're programming these computers to echo humanity and what we're seeing is scary, you right, know? Yeah. Um, so it's like showing us something we don't want to yeah. uh, confront in ourselves, but it, you know, we're getting closer to the singularity every day and we need to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. one with the singularity. I'm moving through time. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I not to. I, I sometimes wonder too. I mean, if we ever do approach that point, you know, and we, we have these things, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what happens when they consume the amount of media that has been written and performed over the years that are literally mm -hmm. about the fear of robots taking over the world, and they're just like, yeah. you know, that's what they think of us, yeah. or maybe they'll fear themselves. Or maybe they yeah. think that that's what they're supposed to do. Right, like right. It's a blueprint. Yeah. Ironically, right, right. yeah. Well, they write about this so much. Clearly, in a way, they must want this to happen. So, and we're supposed to serve them. So it's the. <laughs> yeah. There's a really good. There's Battlestar, but there's also that really great Russian TV show. I know it's not a great time to be talking about how great a Russian thing is. This is from like five <laughs> years ago. Oh, I forget what it was yeah. called, but it was like an, a similar kind of like human human type robots come to life. Um, mm, yeah. Okay. Galactic star of battles. Galactic Yeah. Right. And like the G is like a hammer and sickle. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the um the uh, Australia the uh the two Australian guys that are really funny the the, the Thor the what the heck Hemsworth Brett Brett the, the and business socks those guys. Oh, He's my business no. sock. Yes, Brett and you yes, know, oh, you know Brett and other, Link, right? Yeah. What's Wait, their what's what is their about? name? Why can't I remember their names? They're um flying something flying thing, is, right? The Isn't there like a the, something thing? is the, the flight of the Concords? Flight, flight of the Concords. The, <laughs> the flying <laughs> birds. Brett I was McKenzie gonna call them. And, uh, you know the yeah. flying birds. The flying well, birds. Uh, from, you know well, they have. They're New Zealish. New Zealand. Yeah, they're New say. Zealand. Yeah. Sorry, you know, yeah. typical American getting New Zealand and Australia confused. But okay. uh, they I have a song. Link. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, no, I just brought it up because they have a fun song that they're about the robot oh, apocalypse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, the humans are dead. And that's, let's sing. Take it away. Take it away. Oh, zero zero one 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 zero one. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, funny. go watch. Go look that song up too. <laughs> well, while you're looking that song up, maybe we can dive in to well, this. Oh, go ahead, Jay. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Well, this reminds me also of Star Trek Discovery's very strange handling of Zora, the like mm. supercomputer who is oh, taken yeah. over the ship and like dreams about you're the right. crew and like can monitor people with cameras. And they're like, you're a part mm -hmm. of the crew member too, boss. And everything's all <laughs> hunky dory. And it's like, this is literally the setup for a horror movie. Like if you just let really? the script live for another hour, most of the people you see on screen are dead because it like started opening <laughs> hatches. But they're yeah. like, Zora, just opening hatches. You. like, should we be worried about this? No, 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 like, it's fine. It's fine. Like 2001, a space odyssey mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which, which turned out fine, I think. I, I have not know. watched the second half of that movie, but I think it's... I, think it's uh, <laughs> I keep falling asleep, so I never know. Yeah, that. I haven't gotten to the end either. <laughs> There's no beta Zeds in uh, uh, Space Odyssey, so I can't, can't really relate. Spoiler, he does not need some, out fine. Need some empaths in there. <laughs> but hey, you know, we're not here to talk about 2001 no. Space Odyssey. No, no, no. We're here to talk about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Season 1, Episode 5, which is called Spock Amok, which of course is a callback to the original series episode 
time amok. I think I have that right. Amok time. Amok time, I should say. Amok, amok time. Yeah. And maybe when we get to that point, which is right in the beginning, what we can have our TOS expert, uh, whoever wants, I have a couple of them, but uh, dive in on what All that episode them, is like. Yeah. I'll, I'll just start reading a little bit of that episode and we can talk about that. Um, but so first, while the Enterprise undergoes extensive repairs from its recent skirmish against the Gorn, the crew relax and recuperate at Starbase One and its orbital wildlife preserves. After experiencing a vivid nightmare of his human and Vulcan halves dueling to the death for T'Pring's hand in marriage, um, Spock welcomes his betrothed aboard the starship for a visit. This happy reunion is interrupted by Spock joining Pike and Uhura for a diplomatic envoy, unexpectedly arriving at Starbase with a civilization of strategic importance to the United Federation and Starfleet. T'Pring is visibly frustrated being sidelined by Spock's career once again. So why don't it, Carrie maybe or or Michael whoever wants to dive in and maybe tell us a little bit about what happens in a mock time that is similar to what happens in Spock's dream? Well, a mock time they uh, it's in the second season of the original series and um, it's the, also the first uh, introdu- introduction of the pawn far. So Spock mm-hmm. is going undergoing some pawn far type situation and I do think that Nurse Chapel is in there also trying to get her flirt on in in this episode as well (laughs) and uh so then he gets a message from home because he has to go home for this uh ceremony for this marriage ceremony this pawn far ceremony he's got to see his wife for the pawn far ceremony i think it's a marriage is that right is it also a marriage ceremony yes so I guess at this point in Spock's life, he decides he doesn't want to marry to bring. He's over oh. it. He's like over it. Okay. So spoiler, he's over it. Right. Am I right? Because he's like not too excited about marrying to bring in that episode. He is embarrassed about. He's embarrassed about his pawn to... far. Yes. Yeah. Because, because um, the episode uh, floats the idea that yeah. Vulcan mating rituals are kind of a mystery to everyone, especially yeah. to Captain Kirk and humans, which I don't think really squares with this or even other parts of the canon, honestly. But um, I you know, so- see now I under- so what I understood, which they changed a little bit for the Spock Amok, is mm-hmm. that I thought they were bonded as children. I thought it was a set up an arranged marriage. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I mean, it's still kind of be like, okay, well, we can rewrite that and be like, well, they knew each other as children and they were married. But so, so Spock decides to uh, reject, renounce his claim, say, no, I don't, Uh, I'm not going to marry to bring. Right. Well, actually, to bring, sorry, I'm, 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 to bring doesn't want to marry him. Sorry. You know, Carrie, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be like, well, actually, because I feel like, yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. You're evil. You're an evil guy. Um, um, I'm not even going to argue with that because it's true. Yeah. Um, no, but, uh, um, uh, so Spock is compelled, uh, to go there and he believes it's going to be normal marriage to bring springs a surprise and basically rejects him. Um, okay. and, uh, you know, so it, it's kind of because it's Vulcan, it's all like, well, if this happens, then we, then this ha- then then we go this wet route and there are tons of mm-hmm. rules for this if this happens it's very so i very couldn't kind of yeah legalese. i couldn't yeah. remember who rejected who but either way mm-hmm. i i felt that spock wasn't too excited about this marriage <laughs> he was just doing it right, and right. uh so right so but the thing mm-hmm. is to do this they need to have like a a fight like a ritual because the pond mm-hmm. far you could either do two things you could do the deed or you could have a violent ritual like you could get in a violent fight and that will clear your pond far or you could have sex and that will clear your pond far like it just has to have like a strong emotional thing that you need to do and it's usually sex that or sounds violent. like my friday nights it's usually and- one or the other <laughs> i was about to say this is a very relatable choice i think for all of us, yeah um yeah so the, uh, so the ritual bring, is they yes continue you can continue. i'm sorry i'm sorry to bring yeah. nominates kirk as her champion so kirk and spock yeah. have to fight basically yeah. for and they end spring. up kissing is that the way or does that they, not they make out and they, they make out really hard <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then kirk and spock yeah exactly right mm-hmm. kirk gets oh i see sliced. i remember it is a fight to the death so yes. that's what kirk doesn't understand he's like all right whatever i can take spock but they, he doesn't understand it's a fight to the death but then I think McCoy gives him a drug to simulate death. So they kind of cheat a little bit. I think Ooh. that's how it ends. The old yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> so, because, yeah. because the air is so thin on Vulcan. So if Kirk yeah. is definitely 
he does not have the advantage to begin with. The air just makes it worse. <clears throat> so Bones says, and "Vulcans are a lot stronger yeah. than we are, right?" I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so Bones in to a Vulcan, what has to look like a sketchy move is basically just like, "Look, I can compensate for the bad air. Let me just give him this injection." Right. Yeah. Um, and they say, "Okay, sounds legit. Go ahead, do your thing." And then collapses, <laughs> and um, and then Bones pronounces him dead. Um, yes, and then Spock basically because of the fight and everything and because he killed kirk um everything everything's purged including like his his any far his his marriage Mm -hmm, he's mm -hmm. he's not you know crazy for sex and violence anymore he's done Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is also my saturday morning so i get it yes Um, (laughs) i want to i want to say too i think this episode is kind of a a keystone episode especially comes for when it comes to i mean it's a great episode but it's also for people who really ship kirk and spock uh which Mm -hmm. they have done since the 60s this is a very very key episode especially because the subtext is so thick of Kirk and Spock having like this sweaty mm-hmm. battle, you know, in this kind of marriage ceremony situation. And like, yeah, T'Pring's involved in everything, but we know what this is really about. Not only that, <laughs> it's just missing a sweaty volleyball scene. I mean, yeah, truly, <laughs> very top uh-huh. and, and not not only that, like when Kirk dies, basically Spock is basically just like, well, now I've just lost interest in sex altogether, which <clears throat> uh, I, mean, I think this is we have sex a- there, I think. I mean, the subtext is great, but I also really appreciate a very close male relationship. Of course. Of course. I also yes. very much appreciate that because often it's like men don't share their feelings, men aren't yep. this, mm-hmm. men aren't that. So yeah, it is what it mm-hmm. is, but I also appreciate I appreciate it for what it is. I, that's I, my I, Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Sharing I your feelings I, with your friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. Your close male friends. I, I like that. <laughs> I, I I I go with you, Carrie, on that. I I, I that, that that is my take on the the Spock Kirk relationship. I just welcome I welcome alternate you know theories and interpretations, and I love it yeah. whenever like people come you know when when people kind of state that stuff and like and I I think Shatner in the past just been like no that was not you know there was no yeah. uh, romance whatsoever basically it's like none of that is there and if you're watching you're just like I'm not gonna say none of it's there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think. Yeah. And for him too, it's like it's Very... like just because you don't, it's not there for you. Everyone comes right. to you know a what? television program. It's kind of, own, it's know. kind of like watching an episode of The Property Brothers. Going, are they brothers? <laughs> Whoa! Because <laughs> this, this is a really. <laughs> This is what? a really weird. Re- this is a really weird relationship that these two have. They're very close. <laughs> you know, why do they always spend so much time in the man cave every episode? <laughs> they're in the newest season of um, Girls Five Eva. They're in the Girls uh, Five Eva. They are very, oh. in a very satisfying exchange with Paula Pell that I highly recommend checking out. Okay, I just, cool. I just think you should check that out. Uh, um, there's one little there's one episode a couple nights ago so yeah. it's so good right <laughs> there's one little easter egg and i think it's the the music that is on in the back yeah. of the score yes. and uh spock's dream is a is a score that was used a lot in the original series um mm-hmm. and, and then later very, on in I, things like the simpsons yeah. where they, yep. they, they did those episodes it's as very, well it's so funny simpsons it's music, very classic it's very classic Spock soundtrack music. uh yep yeah and it's, it's great it's to watch it's great to watch the show with your headphones on because, or, or some sort of surround sound, because you get that full, the fullness of the, the, the audio. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'll, unless there's more you wanted to go over in that opening scene, I'll keep describing the episode. Is that cool with y'all? Oh, sure. Yeah. You do your thing. Sweet. Thanks. Well, number one and La'an, Nuni, and Singh privately bristle at their reputation for being overly focused on work rather than appreciating their time off, while Christine Chapel provides romantic advice to a troubled Spock. Uh, following Chapel's relationship suggestions, Spock and T'Pring embark on a soul-sharing ceremony. Say that three times fast. Soul-sharing <laughs> ceremony so they can better understand one another on a more telepathic level. However, to the two Vulcans' surprise, they discover that they have instead swapped bodies with each other and are uncertain on how to exactly reverse the ritual's process. Um, This botched ceremony comes at the most intermediate moment with the diplomatic delegation insisting on continuing the meeting only with Spock uh, rather than any of the human uh, Starfleet representatives. To further complicate matters, Spock is notified of a work crisis for T'Pring's career, prompting Spock to seek out additional advice from Chapel while still in T'Pring's body. Um, 
back on the Enterprise, most of the crew is enjoying some leave off ship, and number one and Union Singh find ways to amuse themselves as they take advantage of their shared free time. Once again, I didn't write this one. I don't know if I agree yeah. with this. <laughs> you could, I mean, there's so much. There's so much if you want to pause, because there's so yeah, much yeah, in definitely. that, in that that you just went over. Like the 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 deadpan comedy between Spock and Tapring is beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to watch their mannerisms and then when they switch bodies that they're so subtle. Like they're so mm -hmm. subtle, but they're very specific and intense and the intensity of their dialogue and speaking to each other is you're like compelled to watch it and uh, i'm gonna quote uh scott hinners and i'm gonna say this was a slam dunk home run agreed this episode was a <laughs> slam dunk home run and I, I i think this is one of the best episodes of this season of the of all of most of star trek that i've seen recently this is the best episode and i'm trying to think i, I would put it on a list of one of the best episodes of star trek i don't know how long that list would oh, wow. be but this wow. list would be on the list okay. this okay. one yeah, would be on the one. list yeah. uh sorry quick question is a slam dunk home run when a basketball game is taking place <laughs> on a court that's inside of a baseball stadium and then somebody dunks the ball so hard that the ball then bounces off the court and out of the park I, I think I so, because okay. what he actually said was it was a slam run. This episode was a slam run. <laughs> okay. So I think that's exactly what it is. That's something entirely different. I took well, Scott, Scott famously is good at both basketball and baseball. So I, yes. <laughs> I took it to mean there's a basketball game and baseball game happening simultaneously. And at the exact same moment, there's both a slam dunk <laughs> and a home run. Exactly. That's what, and that was this Incredible. episode. Yes. And that was this yeah. episode. And when that happens, the two people who did those have to either mate or have violent combat. Right, right. Or, or to get it out of their system. Yes. To yes. purge their, their uh, right, their, their energies. No, I agree. And I'm just going to was... say, yeah, I'm just going to say either way, the, the audience wins, basically, <laughs> for that, uh, that dynamic. Um, <laughs> um, Chris, I'm sorry. I stepped in. Oh, you're good. I, I was just going to say, basically, that I, I, I completely agree with you, Carrie. This was such an enjoyable episode. And I think because... Um, it embraced the campiness of a bygone era of Star Trek that we don't yes. get as much anymore. Oh. Oh. Um, it was beautiful. There's yeah. so many beautiful like, things. Making the two most serious characters be, have to be in this completely zany situation. They were doing the comedy. Oh, and the right. dialogue, the hijinks, like this was is dangerously so close to hijinks. Yeah. Dangerously close I to agree. hijinks. I agree. Yeah. Because like, so so Picard, I think, is another matter, but like Discovery, you know, like we, we all have different opinions on Discovery and we don't need to go. But like Discovery, I do think is terrified of being uh -huh. like goofy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know Tig is on the show, but Tig is Tig is snarky, um, not mm -hmm. goofy. Mm. And Star Trek, I think, has such a history of being goofy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I say that with so much affection, you know, like that's yeah, what I yeah. signed up Absolutely. for. And, 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 and this was a return to that in just like the best possible way. Absolutely. And the, the new aliens that we meet, the Rongovians, they mm -hmm. are an interesting, they're interesting. They're an mm -hmm. interesting species that I'd like to know more about. We find out that they're very empathetic. So they're, that at first it seems like, and maybe they are, maybe they aren't taking on the characteristics, the the emotions the man, of the others because of how empathetic they are. So yeah. um, what, you know, they, they say that that might've been a, and uh, a strategy but you know i was also buying it either way so yeah i, I was also I go ahead oh, Jason. sorry i've only had one gripe with this tv show so far which is that all the like foes or like challenges they've had to overcome have more been like forces of nature than any real character mm -hmm. and here that was like finally it broke through like we got this mm -hmm. the spock to pring storyline was like excellent and the mm -hmm. characters had to examine like what they were going through how they'd failed to understand each other and like really sit in everything they didn't know about each other in order to emerge on the other side and then what i and then the the um, rongovians as a complicated new species finally gave pike the chance to shine because like pike had been pike had sort of been like a brave like flyboy but i didn't quite like feel that he was perceptive yet and mm -hmm. here we saw it like he reads this alien species really well and like understands something novel about them that like that was a, that was pretty nuanced. I was really I happy with this episode. I think also, is, am I right in that um, the the sort of wraparound green uh, 
uh, yeah. top that that Pike was wearing is like is a callback to yeah, oh, yeah. that's one mm-hmm. of Kirk's shirts but, which I read yeah. they only made for him because he was getting heavy and it was like hiding his girdle <laughs> or something I read like I read that like they all have to wear girdles like I know right. that a lot of the men a lot of the women they all have to wear girdles because of the outfits <laughs> So everyone really on, like, everyone on television is wearing shapewear of one kind. Yeah, it's shapewear, yeah. but they were like, he was getting too heavy. We got to make a new shirt. That's what I read. But anyway, Unsu- yeah, good green wraparound shirt. Unsurprisingly, Shatner has also violently said like, no, that's not it. So, yeah, well. Yeah, I, think, uh, I think we got well, an unre- unreliable narrator there, perhaps. Once again, on I think we one. can take that with a grain of salt, maybe, uh, or a whole salt shake. Come on, maybe. own yeah. it, Shatner, own it. Yeah, we got... <laughs> With a wrong paunch, uh, as my dad calls yeah. it, the executive paunch. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Um, oh, we need to talk about the solar. We need to talk about the solar sail ship because that's a fun addition yeah. that was put in here. Yeah. It's nice mm-hmm. when you know the show ref it gets to reference you know itself, and uh, that that was from an episode of Deep Space Nine, or right. that was introduced in yeah. Deep Space Bajorans Nine. Had I think a, had a sailor ship. The, the Bajorans. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I had thought that that was a Bajoran thing, but I guess that's not just a Bajoran thing, which makes sense because other places have invented ships and sailing ships. So I've heard Bill and I talk cool. about a, a solar sail vehicle of some kind, maybe not a manned one, but that um, that, that he thinks we should send into space. So I think that is definitely yeah. technology that could be developed in lots of places. So if you want some homework, that is a season three episode called Explorers of Deep Space Nine, <laughs> if you want some extra homework. <laughs> had a lot of resonance because that whole plot in addition to being very clever and a really good showcase for pike kind of being perceptive jay like you said i really enjoy i enjoy any star trek story which we have not gotten a lot of lately i really enjoy any star trek story that's about look this is how the federation works and this is how we accept new members and all that's like all all the all the Mm -hmm. legwork of like making stuff like that happen and like really celebrating you know in a way you know what the federation means and why it's a great privilege and opportunity to join it and all that and 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 so much of that was what deep space nine was about kind of in the background because that's Mm -hmm. how it starts bajor they want to they 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 want to make bajor you know acceptable to and the federation all that kind of stuff and just the amount of you know like the 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 fun diplomacy of it honestly and and Mm -hmm. and the you know the, the way this episode ends with the solar sailor you know, coming out as uh, you know, when once the treaty is signed and everything, it's just it's such it's just like this is great. This is just great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Peak, peak trek, as it were. Um yeah, absolutely. What did we think about um sort of the nurse chapel uh, immediately abandoning her date uh to go talk to Spock? <laughs> I was like, I've been there. I've been on, I've been on a date. Where I was just like, I not feeling it. it. I see a friend. Goodbye. <laughs> there was something, there was something interesting there where it was kind of ambiguous because she was talking to him and he started talking about like, you know, commitments and relationship stuff and her head got all foggy. And, um, and she's like, I can't hear this. And then she, she notices that Spock is there and I got to go to Spock, but the way they filmed it kind of ambiguous. So you're like, is that just how she was? Feel, is that a natural human emotion that she was feeling right. or is there something else there so i'm interested to, to know we'll figure out what that is what in that the future be. sure yeah i, I feel agree. like they're they're probably teeing up some future chapel stuff and kind of like that might you know, kind of recontextualize that moment i think as i'm um, watching these yes continue oh no i was just gonna say too um because i i there, there's a little bit of her but i i, I wouldn't i th- this wasn't a chapel focused episode she's just no. kind of bounces off of Spock basically but you do you do get stuff about her including I mean I'm I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying their take on Chapel um and I think I believe I'm pretty sure this was the episode that they kind of just have a casual reveal about the fact that Nurse Chapel is bi I think actually yeah I think oh she's, yeah it was yeah. real casual mm-hmm. but I, I just assume everybody in the future is bisexual that's, that's fair that's fair yeah, yeah. I just assume everyone one. is yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, why not? You know, open or at least open to it. I yeah, guess. the Kinsey scale is from one to two billion in the future, so it's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> and I'm a two billion and one. Okay. Whoa, no, whoa. Uh, <laughs> no. That was other, that was a shirt I used to have back in the day, an old shirt that said um, Kinsey seven. You know, can scales one to six, and so you walk around. And get, anyway, you know, really letting people okay. know. Okay. Stuck okay. in your ways. Sorry, letting your people uh. know. I was going to say about Nurse Chapel as I'm watching these episodes. And I don't, 
I don't mean to say that this is a reference or there's anything to it, but I'm getting that the actress maybe intentionally, maybe not, is sort of channeling a Lawaxana Troy a little bit. Like in her, the way she behaves with people, I don't just watch it. Mm. Next time you're watching mm. an episode, think about Lawaxana Troy and then watch Nurse Chapel because she, I think she's bringing into it this sort of like, I don't know. It's because- I think, the, I, think the, I know the what Lawaxana, you're saying. Yeah, the Lawaxana Troy character is so- open she's so open to people she's like well, it's super like she empathetic. has, chemis she has chemistry yeah. with everyone she's like she's, she's like chemistry. she's like a little bit of flirtiness yeah friendly or otherwise with everybody definite yeah. flirtiness she's definitely has like uh a relationship things going on with her I, so yeah. yeah yeah well and and i th i think what probably a good piece of that is just the and i think this is kind of a rarity in star trek is you know, this sense that she comes on screen, this new version of Nurse Chapel, and especially in this episode, like with the, with the reference I just mentioned, all that kind of stuff, she she definitely seems to like, I own my sexuality, you know, um, it's yeah. not a problem for me, um, you know. And that's and, what and I think, that's how I feel mind. from Luoxana. That's how yeah. I feel from Luoxana. So to definitely. me, I wasn't taking it as like, oh, this person is trying to be this person, but to me, it felt like a good, like an honoring that. Mm -hmm. You mean Deanna yeah. or Luoxana? Luoxana. I mean okay, Luoxana. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean because <laughs> <laughs> And because and, and I, I think, you know, I, I think, um, um, you know, it, it's funny, like when it would show that you watch as a kid, basically, you're just like, mm. Mm, I didn't like this episode as a kid. And you come back to it later and just mm, I feel differently about it, all that kind of stuff. Trying yeah. to unpack how you feel. And I feel like about the Luoxana Troy episodes, I feel like they're not necessarily my favorite. And I don't think that has something to do with Luoxana. I think it has to do with like, the fact that on next gen i feel like a lot of the joke was basically like the the the, the joke was loxana very much owns her sexuality and everyone mm -hmm. around her is very much is like kind of gross you know yeah. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah and like that's the joke i don't really like you know like, I so mm -hmm. yeah so so i i like it here where it's because no one's reacting that way to you know like like what, what whatever similar vibes that christine is you know kind of uh you know giving to this character um you know, no, no one's reacting in that way. Of basically just like, mm, like you know, just like stop talking about your sex life. Like, like it's just, it just is. It's not. It's two friends yeah. talking basically. And I like Nurse that. Chapel. Nurse Chapel also has a storyline in the original series where she. It turns out she has an ex-husband, and one of the episodes is like focused on you know they found her ex-husband. Yada yada. Things happen. So I, uh, I'm wondering if that's if they're going to drop that if they're going to add that in somehow and how that is going to work. Maybe that is talking about that. Maybe that is part of why she has this commitment issue thing happening. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't understand, but what is, I'm, I'm trying to see the similarity between Luoxana Troy and Nurse Chapel. And I'm not quite sure I see it. Well, I mean, I, I guess we were just, I'm just saying it's how, how she acts like not her she's not doing an impression of her but I think Ma Michael nailed it it's like she's be owning her sexuality being very uh appro like approaching people being very comfortable around people mm -hmm. like being a, a larger than life character yeah uh, to okay. me it was just so it just sort of gave me that sort of vibe mm -hmm. that I'm, I appreciated yeah, I, I'm going to say something controversial and also maybe wrong. I don't know. Um, please shut me down if I'm wrong. But I, I think that um, the the very specific, I, I think she's very uh, confident in a way that Star Trek often does not write female characters. And I'm, I'm not, I, I don't mean right. to paint with like a, I think a, you're a, right. a very broad brush, you know, like there are yeah. definitely ones that I think are are great, you know, but- Deep Space uh, Nine. I, Deep Space Nine, definitely. But yeah. um, but yeah, you know, I, I think just the kind of the combination of like kind of the the, the well, and 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 characters who are in this sort of femme fatale role don't always yeah. get to have this sort mm. of strength. And it's of, in a positive, but it's in a positive yeah, way, not right. a negative way. Yeah, That's the right. biggest difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that she is being portrayed as somebody who you see this a lot with men just trying to be casual in relationships on TV, on TV, I mean, stereotype. And then, so like they've sort of given that, given her that. But it's not part. just that they're casual, right? It's that they're casual, but then that's seen as like cool or like they still retain like high status in the show. Yeah, they don't yes. lose any dignity. That's, that's a good yeah. Way. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, we're not. Uh oh, you brought up no status. Slut. Yeah, <laughs> there's like no a... slut shaming. There's no <laughs> slut shaming of anybody on this show. I, I feel like status is a fair word to use on like a ship with ranks and like. I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think. I just think I whenever mean, a I mean, group of people who've done improv talk about status, it's like, well, I'm the I am the king and I'm the old peasant. You know, that's what. Yes, right, right, I'm right. the doctor. <laughs> you're the nurse. <laughs> yes. yeah. and, and 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 see and yeah and I've been um yeah just there's there's a podcast that I've been listening to a bunch basically that talks about like movies and stuff and like they they use the term high status a lot but it's always emotional status not like actual oh. status basically so that's kind of burned into my brain at this point so you know what's the I, higher emotion what's a higher versus lower emotional status uh i mean i can't think i mean i mean i can't think of an example right this second but like it's it, i mean it, it's it's always like about how a character changes you know within a certain movie so like i i, I just can't yeah, that's, that's generally how they track it. Your connection to the IMDb servers is down temporarily for yeah. they maintain <laughs> it's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's on Wi-Fi. It's not on Ethernet, so it's well, having a slower is, connection. Is that why Evil Mike has entered? This is a podcast. <laughs> yes. Not Evil Mike. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish out uh, describing this episode, and then we can okay. uh, ha ha finish our thoughts because we're already touching on some stuff that's a little further on. Description. Okay. Um, both Spock and Dupring handle each of their respective important professional matters in their own particular ways, um, which includes, I believe, Spock and Dupring's body uh, giving a nice right hook to the person that uh, uh, Dupring is supposed to be bringing, the, the Vulcan Dupring is supposed to be apprehending. Um, before they return to the Enterprise's sick bay for Dr. Mbenga to reverse the process, with Mbenga's procedure successful, the two Vulcans return to Spock's quarters where they confess their personal insecurities about themselves to each other, including Spock's identity concerns. Um, as diplomatic negotiations, negotiations resume, Pike addresses the delegation with bold honesty, sensing how much the visiting civilization relies on intuitive empathy. Pike's hunch pays off with the delegation immediately deciding to join the Federation in the face of this change of diplomatic tactics to the relief of Admiral April. Now open and honest with each other, Spock and Dupring finally enjoy their romantic reunion together while Chapel finds herself at her own romantic crossroads. Um, as the Enterprise, uh, repaired Enterprise prepares to leave Starbase One, number one and Union Singh take one last moment to appreciate the starship uh, the, the, with the um, light sail before they return to business as usual. This person has written boldly going where no one has gone before, but I really wish they hadn't because that really does not, does add nothing. But you know, that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's so overused we gotta wait we gotta yeah. just pepper that in gently i was yeah i was so impressed with the pike storyline um because i feel like in every star trek series there's sort of a moment when the captain sort of earns the earns mm -hmm. the respect of the viewer and mm -hmm. you sort of get like okay here's the quality that makes them captain and mm -hmm. they managed to put that in this episode in very little time there are only like four scenes with the rongovians but they put in like enough to give you the clues to come to the same conclusion that Pike came to. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, <laughs> I'll admit it. I didn't, but I can, <laughs> but Pike did. And that's yeah. sort of like, finally I reached the moment where I was like, okay, I get why Pike is captain and why he's captain material. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. I, I like that if I was, I, I want to put a theme on this episode. I kind of want to do a thing where we all discuss what we thought the theme of this episode was. And I, I think that this theme is about understanding each other because maybe Spock and T'Pring didn't feel understood. The Rongovians didn't feel understood. Uh, uh, even Una and Lan didn't yeah. understand. They were trying to yeah. understand the uh, crew better. The crew doesn't understand them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just, I was like, oh, this is beautiful how we're all touching on that theme in different ways, but it's not like in your face. It took me like the second time watching it where I, where it sort of clicked for me. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, the second time around you catch little things. There was a, um, a mention of Spock's pet that I thought was fun. Spock said, oh, I had a pet. They just throw in these little things. Spock did have a pet. They mentioned that on the original series. That was in the, the, the animated series as well. And it's like, oh, that's, I love how they put those little things in there. But yeah, the, the theme I would say of this episode is um, trying to understand each other. You could say empathy. 
empathy maybe yeah well i mean yeah that's trying to understand and that's like what the rongovians are directly about and every single Mm -hmm. storyline features characters trying to empathize with each other and sometimes requiring some extra Mm -hmm. help to do so i feel like that's kind of what they were going for i think you nailed it Mm -hmm. on the head yeah I definitely agree. Empathy with just a dash of horniness. I think that was the theme yes. of the episode. Yes. Just a, oh yes. my god! Just a I'm like oh. I'm like fanning myself every time Vulcans <laughs> come on the screen. I, it is hot in here. I need to open I, the window. I love how <laughs> horny this show is. Um, <laughs> if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Um, yeah. What's yeah. wrong with evil I mean, Mike? Yeah. Evil. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I like everybody had something to do and it all sort of came together in the end, even with the, the doctor fly fishing and how he was yes. like, just having a good time. He was just on the lake having a good time. I'm like, oh, that's kind of beautiful. I, I did have a moment though. <laughs> I did have a moment. I wonder if Jay, you were thinking the same thing where I was just like, Maybe. well, what about your daughter? What about your daughter? <laughs> yeah. You brought, her, you brought her out for boring ass story time I mean, in like a hallway and you're not bringing her out to fly fish? Come on. He can, he could take a fly fishing break. All dads, they got to go golfing or fly fishing That's or golf. Not, not when golfing, you're forcing your fishing, but not when you're forcing golfing. your terminal ill daughter to keep in, to keep like <laughs> existing for your own. Like, come on. There's, there's more there. Like it's not, just right. like, he's an I average think, dad who needs a break. <laughs> yeah. Luckily in the next few episodes after right. this, spoiler alert, we do address it. So I'm okay that they took a, like took a pause from it and I get back to it. But yeah, you're right. right. It was uh, it was so yeah. worth it for the visual of him and his fly fishing hat. Because yeah. Oh, it was cute. It was cute. It was, it was and how they like, describe like the, 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 the combination like we're talking about katras and souls we're talking about this thing that is not exactly medicine but it has it's mixed with the the mind and we have to incorporate that into the i just thought that was nice so they were using like some sort of fish on his head and also crystals (laughs) (laughs) i am i am a big fan of any star trek show that really depicts either off screen or even on screen of like the character's either going out and like doing stuff and like having hobbies and interests and like even doing stuff together. And like, even if they're not literally, you know, going to the same place, at least like, you know, just kind of acknowledging each other's interests and like, you know, like next gen and the original series did too, like they would go to plays together that were, you know, that were being performed on the enterprise and stuff like that. And, and Cisco took Kira to baseball games on D space nine and stuff like that. Like it was just mentioned in dialogue and stuff like that about like, these people still hang out together during their free time as well. I just think that's yeah. so nice. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I I yeah. I really enjoyed uh Una and Laon doing the Enterprise bingo and trying to they did the they played the good cop, bad cop thing. Yeah, that was funny. And <laughs> the 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 scene of them trying to reflavor the gum with the transporter was kind of like that was so cute. silly. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, I I one of my only gripe about Next Generation is that when they provided like the crew's hobbies and stuff, they were very sanitized. Like it would be like, and now mm-hmm. we all play in a string quartet together. Or we and now we're all excellent at it too. We're all perfect right. players. And whereas, right. and then like Deep Space Nine would kind of like hint at a lot of dirtier stuff with like the hollow suites and uh, Jensia mm-hmm. Dax's entire life. And, <laughs> and then, and so it's nice to get more of that sort of, sort of like, yeah, these are adults. There's gonna be some, yeah. some love, some I, Swedish meatballs, so to speak. Some thank Swedish you. <laughs> um, I definitely agree. The one uh, kind of uh, caveat to that, I think I will say, like later next gen, I think was a little bit better at it because I think there was a whole runner mm. towards the end of, of next gen, uh, like the last half, where like Doctor Crusher would always like you know um, try to enlist actors basically to do plays, and she would write plays herself every once in a while. And I think kind of like the unspoken joke on that was like that she was not a very good playwright, but everyone was just a very good sport. Um, and I liked that <laughs> a lot. You know? Um, you know, just just the whole. I, I just I, I really like that. But yes, I agree. I agree. I do love that one episode where Reg, um, you know, where he becomes. It's like it's like the flowers for Algernon uh, episode right. with yeah. Reginald Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. Or if he's doing that that scene from. Um, he's doing uh, Cyrano, right? Cyrano, yeah. And then and then when he does yeah. do it, and like he, she just he just kisses her and she's like, oh, like you should see her be <laughs> totally taken away. Oh my god, because that actor is very good. That actor yeah. is very good. Mm-hmm. Barkley's one of the best episodes, like most underrated, less least talked about in the. 
I love Barkley. Wide world, right. but Barkley is one of the best. The fact that he evolved into a spider, I mean, come on. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. I'd say Loaxana is also on that list of underrated yeah. Star Trek characters. Yeah, she mm-hmm. definitely is. Mm-hmm. And when they let her go I... dark, her dark episodes are oh, incredible. excellent. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. That one where she's lost in her mind because of her, her daughter she had before Troy, who died in that mm. the, the yeah. river. Yeah. Oh, oh God. And, uh, with baby Kirsten Dunst as the daughter. Yes, baby Kirsten Dunst. Oh, yeah. Wow. That <laughs> episode was that. just on TV the other night. So it's fresh. <laughs> yeah. Fresh in your mind. Oh, man. Fresh in my mind. Some well, my that? friends. Oh, my God. I think we've done a nice job of talking about um, how much we love this damn episode. Does anybody yeah. have any <laughs> final thoughts or, or recommendations of things they, they think other folks should look at? I, um, I only wrote down another joke that they said that that Spring and Spock said when uh, that I thought was really funny. And and uh, Pike says, get out of town. And he goes, we are not in a town. <laughs> and I I just really I really appreciated those those who so silly. Get out of town. We are not in a town. There's a great <laughs> there's a great moment, too, where um, the, 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 there's a great right after they switch and Pike comes in. You know, and mm-hmm. they realize what's happened, and they t- they tell him just like this is why you know, be, you know, she and I are behaving so differently from each other, and like and he, yeah, he's just like, <laughs> like, like yeah, okay, obviously. <laughs> but the thing that was different is like to bring the whole episode. She's like very obviously clasping her hands in front of her, like yeah, like mm-hmm. in a very noticeable way. And Spock mm-hmm. always has his hands behind his back in a very noticeable way. And it was just those two, those small things that they switched when they switched mm-hmm. characters was like so funny. <laughs> yeah. I, and yeah, exactly. So I, I enjoy that dynamic of like, if you're really paying attention, you can see the differences, but if you're coming mm-hmm. at it from Pike's perspective, like a Vulcan is a Vulcan, you know, you're like <laughs> if you say so, sure. Okay. You switch buttons. Sure. I can't tell. Sure. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, we got work to do. <laughs> And I would say my recommendation was if you haven't seen any of uh, uh, Alien Robot, Robot uh, AO, what's on that? What's it called on Netflix? Why do I always forget? Sex, Love, and Robots? Sex, Love, and Robots. Oh, it's so good. I just started watching it too. It's so good. I need to watch that. I need to watch that too. (laughs) I don't know if my mind can't remember like words for things, but Sex, Love, and Robots. It's okay. uh, The animation is pretty good. Watch that. Watch that. I've been trying to remember uh, a Joni Mitchell album, which is called Turbulent Indigo. And literally three times in the past two weeks, I've written into my my Apple Music, Violent Purple. And so I don't know what's (laughs) going on with my brain. Something, something. Turbulent Indigo. Yeah, some violent purple. Really... You know, we're thinking flight of the Concords. We're just like, you know, flying birds. <laughs> you know, the flying birds from Australia. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have a recommendation, which is um, every year the Hollywood Reporter will do these things with the, these comedy actress, uh, uh, comedy and drama roundtables where they have women from um, both the leading comedy series and drama series get together and just talk about the process, what they're doing. And I just, oh, it's like catnip for me. I love it so very much. And I highly recommend checking <laughs> it out. You've got some great, great folks on there. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Uh, I guess my final thought, sorry, Mike Henley. Um, <clears throat> I'm so deeply sorry. <laughs> uh, my final thought is I tried watching the original series and I watched the the aborted pilot with um, Captain Pike. Mm. That just leaves a bad taste in your mouth if you're born after 1961. That's true. And you're watching it for the first time. You're very, 2022. very um, Yeah. And that kind of just left an awful taste in my mouth where, like the, where mm-hmm. Captain Pike is going like, I'm not, I don't like having a woman on my bridge. <laughs> like that's yeah. where that episode starts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this show is making me want to watch the original series again because it's really, really good. I think there's I think there's good stuff and 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 bad stuff in there. So I definitely would recommend. At the same time, I saw a great tweet the other day that just made me go like, oh, it's so true. And like it almost hurts to admit it as like a someone who's had Star Trek in his life for his entire life, yeah. especially the original series. But like I saw a tweet that said the only thing that's wrong with Strange New Worlds right now is that it deserves a better sequel show. I.e., you know, like the original sh- the original series is not worthy of you know um, being a sequel to Strange New Worlds. And there's a part mm-hmm. of me that went go- that went like that's not fair. And there was another part yeah. of me that was just like that's not on. Yeah, 
But I think it's good to watch the original series if you sort of note those things that are yeah. very of the time yeah. and sort of mm-hmm. think of it as like with like some sort of cultural, uh, sociological like commentary on it instead of getting too mad about it. Just sort of think about it as like, a, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As, yeah. You know. Like, oh, it's that's something to be noted. Like I could imagine them playing those shows and uh, certain college classes to make some sort of point. So yeah. yep. That there is um not to belabor, but like there is um we're I don't want I don't want to jump ahead for episodes that have aired yet, but we haven't covered yet. But I will say too, there's a line in that original pilot episode where you know Pike is thinking about alternate careers and he's talking about just like oh, maybe i'll become like a space pirate you know like and maybe i'll like you know and a, a, a slaver of women and stuff like that and there's an episode later on in strange new worlds the one that just aired that just kind of really kind of just be like hey that would not be cool you know like that's right. not that's not a good lifestyle let's 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 mm-hmm. not emulate that you know yeah um, so i thought in gentle ways they, they are kind of just being like they're, they're kind of um they're not yes ending, they're no budding, actually, you know, like little bits and pieces of the- Yeah, they're retconning yeah. from the past. Yeah, in, they're in retconning, like a, in really good way. They're filling out, they're filling out the picture in a much more full, inclusive yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think we should end this episode with some music, and I think we should all sing the theme song from that scene from Spock's Nightmare. Boo, boo, I can't, I can't <laughs>